today we wrap up Beyond Reality. We've been at this for, for a while. And uh, I've been trying to help us to transition from a realistic, reality-based kind of experience. Kind of experience. That we need to be able to live beyond the realities of our situations and our lives. For the last two weeks, I've been telling you things that I believe will keep you from living beyond reality. An attitude that says you can't touch this will keep you from living beyond reality. Not being able to see spiritually, to see where stuff is coming from, is going to keep you from living beyond reality. Today I want to tell you the third thing that will keep you from living beyond reality. Now, before I continue, let me just make a little announcement. We'll have a baby dedication after the service today. So after the, the, the service is over, just stick behind for a few minutes. We want to dedicate one of the little ones to the Lord today. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9. And this is where we're going to play at again for the last time. And I hope you have had an appreciation of Isaiah. And if you got it, please turn there and stand with me. As we read God's word together, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 18, let us stand together as we read God's word this morning. Notice what it says, and it's right there on the screen. For wickedness burns like a what? Like a what? It consumes briars and thorns. It kindles thickets of the forest. They roll upward in a column of smoke. Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts, the land is scorched. And the people are like fuel for the fire. And no one spares another. They slice meat on the right, but are not are still hungry. I hope you're not hungry yet. Service will be over real, real soon. You're going to eat. <clears throat> so hold your hunger. They slice meat on the right, but are still hungry. They devour on the left, but are not satisfied. Each devours the arm of his own flesh. It's got to be really bad when you are wanting to eat your own skin. Manasseh. Manasseh devours Ephraim. Ephraim devours Manasseh. Together, they are against Judah. So they devour each other, but when they have a common enemy, they fight or unite. For all this, his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. This text invites us to consider the concept don't burn yourself. Let us pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you. Do something that I'm not able to do today, Lord. Speak to somebody. Liberate somebody. And help me in this process, oh God. In just my pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing. On May 
2022, it marked an end of an era. New York City, disconnected from its past, the last freestanding phone booth was hoisted from Times Square and sent into a museum. With the advent of WhatsApp, or here we like to say WA, with the advent of Facebook calling, with the advent of Skype and FaceTime, phone booths can no longer breathe in a technology-rich environment. Yes, there were kings in the past. We saw them in movies. Perhaps some of you made phone calls using a phone booth, but today, you don't know what it is. Dickie, you don't even know what a phone booth is, do you? <laughs> I grew up with phone booths. That shows you I'm a little bit older. <laughs> you see, what this says is, is, is this, that some things take over that they leave no leftovers. Some things take over <laughs> that they leave no leftovers. I need you to understand something this morning, that wickedness takes over <laughs> that it leaves no leftovers. It's what Isaiah is contending with this morning. He says, wickedness burns like a fire. It consumes briars and thorns. It kindles thickets of the forest and they roll upward in smoke. When wickedness is done with the place, when it is done with the person, when it is done with the situation, it leaves no leftovers. It burns it all up. Did the other, nothing remains. It burns slowly. It picks up steam. And eventually all that remains is smoke. Like a hazard sign, Isaiah is trying to warn us today, don't burn yourself. And you probably tell me, Pastor, that statement, don't burn yourself, it doesn't touch me like masuk angin. Because we live in a generation that we have mastered the flame. Oh yeah, when you want that end of me, <laughs> you just go on to your LPG gas stove and turn it on. Uh, you know the color. Uh, you can even regulate how high or how hot you want it to burn. Uh, so, Pastor, what do you mean that I shouldn't burn myself when I am a master of the flame? Perhaps those of you who don't cook who are worshippers of gold food or grab food may not get this example. So let me try something else. Every time you are in your car, all you feel is acceleration and deceleration. 
But allow me to let you know that in your pistons, there is a process called combustion. There is a mixture of air and fuel. And what's simply happening as you're driving is burning fuel. So, so pastor, what do you mean that I shouldn't burn myself when I'm in a car, when I get in an airplane that, that is always burning? Pastor, I am a master of the flame. Uh, according to Times of India, in the year 2013, over 530 people died because LPG gas stoves exploded. According to the National Fire Protection Association in the U.S., between 1985 to 2015, 19,000 people died because of exploded engines. Now, when you go home today, I don't want you to be afraid of your stove. When you get in your car today, I don't want you to be afraid of it blowing up. But what I want you to know is that what appears friendly can be deadly. And wickedness, though friendly, is often deadly. It is deadly. It's something that you cannot play with. So I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I'm a little bit late on my bills. Anybody like that? <laughs> Ever paid a bill late? Okay. It's all right. You ain't got to raise your hand. I'm going to put myself on blast right now. Talk about me. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass myself right now. So I get home. Two Fridays ago, and I see this on my door, and I know what it is. My bill is late. My water and electricity is late. So you know what I did? I took it and threw it in my bookshelf. Four days later, I come to my door, everyone, I find it right there again. So you know what I did? I took it and I threw it in my shelf. Yesterday, as I go into the shower to try to take a shower, you know what happened? Water didn't turn on. <laughs> I was already naked, ready to take a shower. Water didn't come on. And I quickly realized what the problem is. I have not paid my bill. And because I did not pay my bill, I was burned by not paying for my bill. Therefore, I was burned. You know what I did? I put on my clothes. I went downstairs and paid my bill right then and there. <laughs> you see, I need you to understand that at some point, whatever it is you're playing with is going to come back. It's fun. It's nice. It's cute. You like it. It's, 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 it's according to your preference. But at some point, it's going to come back. Now, don't look at me as an irresponsible person. Because to lead a church, to be a pastor, you have to be responsible. So I'm not irresponsible not paying for my bills. You understand you know what I'm saying? My agent told me that whenever you see this at your door, ignore it. I'll be the one sending you the bill that you need to pay. So that is why I took this and I threw it in my bookshelf because it had no relation to me. It had no business with me. I didn't have to worry about this. But here is the problem. My agent didn't tell that to the apartment building. Here is the problem. My agent didn't send me the bill that I needed to have. In fact, for two weeks. He hasn't talked to me. And therefore, because I trusted the word of the agent, I was burned. 
And somebody today is trusting the word of somebody. You're trusting the word of somebody who you love. Uh, you know that in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind, it ain't right. Uh, but they said, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> don't sweat about this situation. Some of you are trusting somebody who is in leadership. And they're telling you, don't report it as you should report it. <laughs> just, just take off a little, a little bit of the numbers. Just conflate or deflate the, 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 the numbers. But allow me to let you know that whoever you place your trust in, and if that person is not God, that person, that situation is going to burn you at some particular point. Let me suck this illustration a little bit more this morning. You see... The reason my apartment turned off the water is because, watch this, I broke their standard. I broke their standard. Their standard is when you have used our utilities, you need to make sure that you pay on time. Are you feeling what I'm saying? And you and I have a standards. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> you want him to look a certain kind of way. Gentlemen, you want her to look a certain kind of way. Uh, you want the place, the place you're going to go to vacation should have this kind of amenity. There should be a pool. There should be a gym. Your, your clothes should look a certain kind of way. We got standards. And when somebody breaks our standards, <laughs> we get upset. We get mad. So let me break it down to you like this. You see, wickedness is anything that breaks the standard of God. Is anything you know that is against what God wishes? Is anything you know is against what God desires for your life? And some of us know, some of us understand that this is not what I should be saying in this moment. I should not be engaging in this conversation. I should not be talking to a single lady. I should not be talking to a married man. I should not be engaging in this conversation. Because you know it ain't right, but yet you say, just this one time. I'm not going to do it again. Just, just this one time. I want to I I live on the edge. Some of us know that our feet should not run in certain places. But we say, no, I just want to exercise my legs. And we go anyway. Some of us know that certain thoughts, certain processes in our heads are not right. And we're still having those thoughts. If it is anything that is against the standard of God, understand me today, that is wickedness. In other words, you know it ain't right, you do it anyway. I'm not talking about that kind of situation where you know it's your weakness, you're trying your best, you're praying about it, you're fasting about it. I'm not talking about that. Because all of us are at that place. I got issues in my life. I got struggles in my life. If you lived with me day to day, you will know that, hey, Pastor Henry, ain't that perfect. We all are at that place. But there are those seasons in my life, Brother Barry, that I know I should not click on it, but I do it anyway. That's wickedness. When you know, and you do, when you know, and you say, when you know, and you think, that is wickedness. And it'll burn. It'll burn you. Two areas. Two areas. Wickedness will burn in. It'll burn a person. Wickedness will burn a person. 
For wickedness burns like a fire. See, wherever fire starts, that's where it burns first. You feel me? When you turn on your LPG gas stove, it's burning in your house. It's not burning in my house. So wherever you turn on the flame, it's where it'll burn first. And some of us like to uh, act like the, I hope I'll say this right. If I say it wrong, please forgive me. I'm trying my best. Catch, catch, catch. No, no, I'm messing this up. Lord, forgive me. I really practice this one. Uh, forgive me, my Indonesian brothers and sisters. I practice this. But you know those fire dancers in, in, in Bali. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I forget what you call them. I, in fact, I practiced the name, but all the sun is gone. But that, that's all right. My mind is burnt up. But you see, these fire dancers, they'll, they'll take fire and they'll dance around it. And some of us like to be like this when it comes to, to, to the issues in our lives. When it comes to the wickedness in our lives. We like to act like fire dancers. We like to start something thinking that it will not burn us. That's why condoms exist. Some of us dance around the flame, but put blame on somebody else. Some of us will start something and say, well, everybody else is doing it. <laughs> Some of us will say, you know what? I am weak in this area. This is who I am. I was born this way. I was not educated in that particular place. This is who I am. So we'll try to dance around it like that. But Solomon says, nobody, nobody can put flames on their chest and not get burned. It'll always consume something. It'll always take something. Allow me to just walk with you a little bit in this text for you to see how it happens. Notice what, Sal what Isaiah says. It consumes briars and thorns. In other words, it begins with the small and the insignificant. That's how the flame begins to burn. It's Instead of reporting 2 million, you report 1.9 million. It's just this one time. It's, I've never been there. I want to go today. Small. I know this is not who I really am, Sister Cardica, but just, just this time. But once the flame has been kindled, notice what happens. It kindles the thickest of the forest. So under-reporting 2 million becomes 15 million. Doing it only this one time becomes multiple times. And Lord knows that there's somebody here who said, I, I, I will just talk this one time. But it killed your relationship. I'll just drink this this one time. It killed your health. So at first you don't feel it. You don't see it. But it starts to burn. It starts to burn. It wants more. Brother Jonathan, you know anything about fire? Is that fire never, fire is never satisfied with just burning small things. If there's more fuel, it's going to burn. And then once it's done, watch this. They roll up, upward in the smoke. So it takes everything. 
Now, whatever it is that you thought was so small becomes who you are now. It becomes your identity. It defines you. And now you cannot help yourself. You're stuck. And some of the day is stuck. You never thought you could be that person. But you are today. Because just one time. Satulagi. <laughs> now the text says they, they, they are rolled up in a column of smoke. In other words, polluted. They, they, they no longer can breathe. Uh, they no longer can, 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 can really see well. Then they no longer can, can, and can really perceive what God is trying to do. Uh, because what happens is that when, when wickedness is burning in you, when the flame has started, it simply takes you further and further away from God. Further and further away from God. Further, 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 further. And you don't know where God is. You can't perceive him. You can't see him or hear him anymore. Let me tell you a little bit of a struggle I've been having. Sometimes I do laundry, Brother Gunawan, and uh, instead of folding my clothes right away, I uh, put them in the basket. And sometimes, man, I'm telling a lot about myself today. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Sometimes, <laughs> after I've washed those clothes, I put them in the laundry basket. They can stay there for two weeks. And I'm looking for my socks. <laughs> and the socks are just at the bottom of the basket. Anybody like that? <laughs> Amen. Testify. God bless you for being bold about it. <laughs> All you guys looking too righteous today. <laughs> and here's what God has helped me to understand. If you want to avoid the laundry piling up, you got to fold it right away. Truth to God. If you come to my place today, there's no clothes in my laundry basket. I've been folding them up because I'm afraid of them piling up. Brother and sister, let me put it this way. You got to know that you should not play around with it. You got to know that you got to kill it right away. You've got to know that you got to have a recency bias. You've got to know that when the flame is about to start, kill it immediately. Don't allow it to pile up. Because when it piles up, you can't deal with it. Yeah, the moment you know, oh, I'm about to have that thought again. Back away. I'm about to get in the argument. Back away. I'm about to, no, back away. We know the things that light the flame. Some of you, just somebody who disrespects you, you are ready to kill them. Some of us, that, that's the flame that gets us upset and angry. But instead of getting you upset and angry, Perhaps understand, why did they disrespect you? For me, if you touch my shoes, <laughs> the flame will be lit. I like, I like to keep my shoes clean. <laughs> but God has to help me know that shoes are shoes. <laughs> At the end of the day, people are more important than the shoes that you are, you're wearing. Uh, sometimes, almost the flame is that person that you know you shouldn't be talking to. So when they DM you and when they text you, <laughs> 
you know, just delete right away. That's what I've been doing with some messages lately. When I see the, so did, when I see the message, mm, 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 mm. this one is not going to help me. I might lose my pastorship. <laughs> I'm not, mm, no, mm, mm, e, no, <laughs> sorry, next time. And the funny thing is, they never quit. I got somebody texting me every day. And every day, delete, delete, delete. I don't want the flame to start. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, so, please, please, don't think you are strong. Don't think you are mighty. Don't think you got it under control. Don't think you can handle it because fire burns. You see, the reason why the flame burns is because the flame often ignites the wrath of God. Notice what Isaiah says. He says, through the wrath of the Lord of hosts, the land is scorched and the people are like fuel for fire. No one spares another. You see, this is a beautiful thing about God. Wherever there is wickedness, God gets in the game. God doesn't sit by and look idly by. And I want to tell somebody today who is under the thumb of wickedness. Somebody's putting you through a difficult time. Somebody's making your life hard. Please understand that when God sees that situation, he is concerned. And he acts. Some of us are asking, does Jesus care about my situation? Does Jesus care that I've been fired for no reason? Does Jesus care that I've lost someone who I love? Does Jesus care the fact that I'm, I'm being diseased and I don't know where my disease came from? I want to let you know that God cares because anytime you are being touched, and fairly, the Bible says it ignites the, the wrath of God. I know sometimes the wrath of God makes us afraid. But I'm here to let you know that it, it, in fact it should not make us afraid. It should make us encouraged. Because we have a God who cares about the very hairs on your head. And I don't know if it's somebody who cannot testify that truly God is that good. That truly God is that awesome. That no matter what you go through. No matter how bad it is, he's going to stand up for you. Ooh, Elder, everyone is the only one listening to me right now. Come on now, church. God will fight for you. But it's bad news if you are the one. You feel me? It's bad news if you are the one. Because God says that the people that do this become fuel for the fire. Two things, that the wrath of God will burn. First, it will burn habitat. Second, it will burn inhabitant. I want you to look at the text one more time. Notice what it says. Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts, the land is scorched. That is habitat. Again, the people are like fuel for the fire. That is inhabitant. If you go to Genesis, you will see this same dynamic. When Adam is being cursed by God, the Bible says that God cursed the ground. That is habitat. And then it says in the next verse 
God, God says to him, you, you, you will sweat on your face and you will return to the ground from where you were taken. That is inhabitant. In other words, when God is inflicting his wrath on us, on somebody, God does creation in reverse, destruction. Because in the very beginning, the first thing that God created was the habitat. And then he put inhabitants. But when people do not want to align with God, when you do not want to go according to his standard, God says, okay, I'm going to show you who is boss. I'm going to show you who is in charge. So what God does is that he creates circumstances that remind us of our place in the food chain. God reminds us where life really is. Where life really matters. God reminds us who is in charge. If the pandemic taught me anything, is that God is in charge. The doctors are not in charge. Amen, my brother. The airport security, not in charge. The police officers, not in charge. The president himself, not in charge. <laughs> and that's a good thing. And some of us are being shaken today because God is trying to let you know. You're not in charge because you make money. You're not in charge because you're leading the family. You're not in charge because you can travel any place that you wish. You're not in charge because you can drive a car. You're not in charge because you can write. You're not in charge because you can call. Because we have the tendency to think that the fact that I have a mic, the fact that I have shoes, the fact that I have own, I own things, I'm in charge. No, God says, nah, I am in charge. And I need somebody to understand that the formula for any creature, that is you and I, is me plus Christ equals life. Ooh. I, I just need to run that one more time so that you can appreciate what I'm trying to say. I need to work with five minutes right now. The formula for any created being is me plus Christ equals life. And a lot of times we become wicked because we forget this. And this is where a lot of us are stuck in reality and are not able to go beyond reality because we forget who is in charge. I was writing or working on the sermon. No, I don't work on the sermon on Sabbath. I do it during the week. All right? I ate it on Sabbath morning to get my thoughts right. But I was doing it this morning and the lights went out. I said, Lord, not now. But at that particular moment, I realized God is in charge. You understand what I'm saying? I ordered my grab, and I was late. I came here almost five minutes before 10, and I ordered several grabs, but I realized, God, you're in charge. I still got here. So even when things don't go right, even when you don't like what's happening, but when you trust God, when you trust his power, when you trust his might, it will be right. You see, I love God. I love God because, you see, I'm, I'm telling you that sometimes God will raise up the fire. He'll make it harder for us when we are out of the way, when wickedness is burning in our lives. But, but here is a beautiful thing about God. 
You see, the text says, for wickedness burns like a fire. It consumes briars and thorns. It kindles thickets of the forest, and they roll upward in a column of smoke. This is good news for somebody because the Bible says, when the fire is burning and God is inflicting punishment on you, he doesn't do it all at once. There is a degradation. There is a process. There is a movement. In other words, God doesn't attack you all at once. He starts little and goes little and then he goes higher and he goes higher because he hopes that the little he has inflicted on you will, will do the trick. So you didn't meet the KPI. You got demoted, but you didn't lose your job. <laughs> and God hopes that the demotion will get your mind right. <laughs> You're driving recklessly on the street. You hit something, but you didn't hit anybody. That's God being kind. You tried it, but it didn't hurt you. It didn't put you in the hospital. That's God. So God starts slow. But if you don't get it, he must turn up the fire. He never wants you to get to the place where you're so burnt up. That there's nothing left. And please, my brother and sister, if God is speaking to you today, pay attention. Pay attention. Do something about it. Uh, maybe the musicians going to be coming up because I, I want to wrap this up. And I want to put it uh, like this. You see, God at his angriest is still God at his kindest. Ish. <laughs> my brother, I think you're the only one uh, who's getting this. It, God at his angriest is still at his kindest. That is why I'd rather God afflict me than the police officers. That is why I'd rather be sick with God than healthy without him. That is why I'd rather be in conflict with God than in peace without him. That is why I'd rather disagree with my mom and my dad with God than be without him. Because in the worst of cases, with God is still the best of cases. God is still kind when life has been so unkind. And you and I need to appreciate how God operates. I want to wrap it up on this. In fact, I'm not even going to my second point today because I don't have no time. I want to wrap it up on this. You see, firefighters do what they call a hazard prevention burn. So what they do is identify an area that they can see there's a lot of fuel for fire and burn it. Because they know that when summertime comes, it gets really, really hot, it'll burn. 
That is why forest fires begin. And the question I have for you today is, what areas in your life do you need a hazard reduction burn in? What areas in your life do you need to burn today? Because you know that the flame of wickedness is about to start. That, that you know if you don't burn it up, you're going to burn yourself. See, I'm rapping beyond reality on this point because many of us are struggling right here. And instead of God taking us to where we need to go, we are stuck right here. Instead of faith burning hot in our lives, wickedness often expunges the flame. Instead of us being more committed to God, wickedness is taking it out. Instead of us giving more to God, wickedness is taking it out. Instead of us putting God first, our careers are taking it out. Some of us is people, relationships, people pleasing. For some of us, our attitudes are messed up. Keeping us in reality. So what areas in your life today need a hazard reduction burn? Burn it today before it burns you. And I'm glad that God has given us the Spirit of God to help us to burn it out. And I want to call somebody today who is saying, Pastor, <laughs> I want to do that fire reduction burn today. Those areas in my life that are messed up, mm, I want to burn them today because I don't want to be burned. Anybody? Please stand on your feet. If you raise your hand, stand on your feet. And I want to be very pointed with somebody right now. Keep playing. You know what it is. You know that particular area, but you're struggling. It's been painful and difficult. I don't need to know what it is. You know. But today you're saying, I'm laying it at the altar. I want it to burn. Is anybody like that? Today's the day. Is anybody like that? Who's saying, I'm laying it down today? <laughs> anybody? <laughs> anybody? I'm laying it down today. I'm, I want it to be burned today. I'm doing a hazard reduction for anybody. If you're that person, I want you to be so bold enough to come right here because I want to pray for you in a special way. Whatever it is, I don't care. I don't want to know. It doesn't matter to me. But you coming up here saying, God, I'm bringing it to the altar. I'm letting it go. It's not going to stop me from living beyond reality anymore. Anybody like that? Who's bold enough to say, Lord, come, my sister. Come. Come. Yeah, that's what, that's what beyond reality requires. Anybody else who's saying, I'm going to be bold about it today. I want you to be liberated and saved today. Come, come on up here right now. I want it to burn today. I, I really want it to burn. Make space for everybody. Come on. I want it to burn today. Today, I'm laying it on the altar. It has to burn. 
I'm tired of living in reality. I want to live beyond reality. Every head is bowed, every set of eyes is closed as we pray. Heavenly Father, today you have done something. Under the sound of my voice are your beloved children. You love them more than I could ever love them. You care for them more than I could ever care for them. And Lord, they are committing themselves to do a hazard reduction burn. There's an area in their life they need to burn today. Father, please accept their sacrifice. And today in front of me are your sons and daughters who have been bold enough to step in front because they're making it serious today. Father, I pray that it may rise up to you like a pleasing aroma. And Lord, that you may bless your son and your daughter. You may give them strength to burn it up, to kill it up, and to help them to live beyond reality. Father, thank you for being faithful and merciful today. And thank you for accepting our sacrifice. For this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, brother, my sister, God bless you. You may go back to your seats. May he strengthen you. Amen. So I believe that that word did something in your heart and it spoke to you. And I just want to encourage you that you respond to it. Do not delay. God loves you more than he loves life itself. And Jesus died to prove it. And we as a ministry at Facts Alive believe that this is our mission. We want to help you to know Jesus better and to know him more clearly and to love him more dearly. The number is on the screen. Kindly text us, kindly write to us or call us and we'll be more than happy to help you. Perhaps you need prayer, you need encouragement, you need counseling. Please also reach out. We are available for you to help you. And if the Lord has inspired you to give and to partner with us in ministry, the number is also on the screen and you can simply give whatever the Lord has put on your heart to work and partner with us. May God bless you and take care. I will see you very soon.